0: On today's episode of AW360, we speak with Brandon Roten, Chief Marketing Officer of Ground Truth. Brandon discusses brand visitation data during inflation, as well as several challenges marketers will be facing and hopefully tackling throughout 2023 and beyond. We hope you enjoy this episode. Brandon, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm pleased to have you on today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You are CMO of Ground Truth. Tell us a little bit about Ground Truth and what you do there.
1: Yeah, we're an advertising company that turns real-world behavior into marketing that delivers real business results. Kind of started with location, observed visits via mobile uh, to build out media audiences, and then observed visits for when people show up. So build a great audience in media and then uh, prove they showed up is kind of the gist of, uh, of Ground Truth.
0: Let's take a step back, just because your your prior work history is very intriguing to me. You were CMO of Potbelly, CMO of Papa John's, VP of Marketing at Wendy's. Um, how did all of that prepare you for this role with Ground Truth?
1: Yeah, so typically when I went to a company, it's because they were undergoing significant change. You know, I helped build the digital social team at at Wendy's, and, and then ultimately went advertising there. Helped with the turnaround at Papa John's and and at Potbelly. And, uh, and through all those efforts, it became really important to actually show you're moving the business so you had confidence from your stakeholders in the business. So ultimately, you know, using vanity metrics like reach and likes and engagement and all that stuff doesn't really matter when the company's struggling. Uh, the CFO and the board could care less about uh, a viral video. They care about you know people showing up to your retail location, for example. And uh, I relied on partners like Ground Truth often to give those uh, physical visits, sales, revenue—the things that the board cared about—that would drive confidence, that would let me keep doing what I was doing.
0: Excellent. I love that you brought that up. You know the whole vanity metrics angle, especially as we are unfortunately looking to be heading into a recession in the coming months. If not, you know, by the time we're listening to this, it could it could happen, be official. Tell me. What sorts of things do you do at Ground Truth to kind of steer away from the vanity metric side and get more to, well, I hate to sound cliche, but the truth?
1: Yeah, so we measure actual observed visits um, and are starting to incorporate additional technologies like purchases into our world. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with leading indicators if you believe that that, you know, reach or or social engagement is a clear indicator of what your business will actually do. That's great. But most companies that's not the case. The correlations are loose at best and when you really get down to it uh proving that your investment results in increased revenue for your business is really the magic that's what that's what sways decisions in large organizations and small organizations frankly and uh and ground truth as a a tool actually lets you see did someone show up did they you know go through your drive through did they walk into your lot did they physically go into your building all anonymized all privacy safe but it lets you connect those dots between the advertising and the actual effect. Did someone do the thing you wanted them to do? You don't have to make all those assumptions, which get you
0: into trouble. Take me through if you can, at a very high level, understanding, of course, that this is probably a, a pretty complex process. But let's say you were onboarding me as a new client because I have this, this dream to have a drive-through ice cream restaurant, which is actually a little bit true. What would getting affiliated with Ground Truth look like for me? You know, let's say I had a fairly strong social presence, but I'm struggling to get customers into the drive-through to begin with.
1: Yeah. So first you connect with us on your goals. You you want people to show up maybe during the summer when you're going to open and when you know your high season is, and, and maybe you know who your competitors are nearby. You know who, you know, who your, your ice cream enemies are in the neighborhood. <laughs> you would give us that information to let us know what you want to achieve. Then we'd look at the the actual blueprinted we call it uh, areas of your business and businesses near your you and the neighborhoods around you the people that actually live work and and maybe consume ice cream near you then we would help you define an audience so you say I want people that you know have kids and live within three or four miles and and are visiting other places for ice cream that's an audience we can actually build for you and then serve ads to those people maybe serve ads to those people. During a certain time of day or when they happen to be reporting you know, near your location, maybe they're in the mall next door uh, to your uh, ice cream shop, for example. So we work with you to define those audiences, figure out what is the ideal way to target uh, the customers that you want to, to actually have show up to your business. And then we deliver ads across every screen, uh, CTV, mobile um across the board so uh, so people are likely to be aware of your business and then ultimately show you whether they showed up or not so our our uh our kind of end state here is we can tell you did someone that was exposed to an ad actually uh you know show up at your location to to connect all the dots
0: and when all of this is anonymous how do you go about building those audiences? That's you know one of the things that our industry seems to struggle with. More recently, you know, with the the pending death of the cookie and you know all of these data privacy issues, how do you go about really targeting those audiences anonymously?
1: Yeah, we work with a lot of data partners to help us uh, pull audiences in, but uh, but we we've got firsthand experience of this. We actually own the WeatherBug app, for example, so that lets us in real time you know, see uh, what visitation looks like and and how to actually manage visitation and visitation data uh, as it comes in. Uh, We also have technologies like, uh, we have something we call GOAT on device uh, technology that's relatively new for us, but what it does is it actually keeps all your data on your device. So we can ping you with all the available audiences and serve you an ad based on what your device says you are um, versus us ever seeing the information. So it's a lot of tech in the background, but really, when you get down mm-hmm. to it, uh, we've got a pretty sophisticated machine that that ultimately ingests a lot of data from a lot of partners and even from things we own to, uh, to build
0: those audiences. Since you joined Ground Truth, what have been the challenges thus far for you? And well, let's just make it a two-part question, but we'll just start with that part.
1: Yeah, I think number one, uh, you know I started very early in my career in B2B but spent you know the last 15-ish years in, in B2 C. B two B oftentimes struggles to explain themselves to to make their value proposition clear. So one of the struggles that we're working through right now is how do we make it clear what we do to the market and, and to the world. Uh, so that's more of an internal struggle that ultimately uh, we're rebuilding some of our marketing or communications in, in order to to uh, to make sure that's clear. From an external standpoint, uh, it's really getting aligned with marketers so they understand there is a possible way to advertise and then measure the results. And it doesn't you know, require ridiculous amounts of tonnage in media. I think mm-hmm. what happened during the pandemic is many people went to performance at first. that got expensive and, and a little crazy. so then they went straight to, to more traditional reach metrics, reach efforts. That, you know, not everyone can afford, and frankly, you can't run it all the time if you're a relatively mid-sized or smaller company, and many believe that those are your only two options. It's, it's something like a Facebook or a Google or TV, and there's a lot of options in between those two that use data, that use good audiences that are measurable from a performance standpoint and don't require you to, you know, have a multi-million dollar upfront with a traditional media partner. So the, the challenge, I think, from, from a marketing standpoint is making sure marketers are aware of that. You have a middle ground that gives you the reach, the precision you want, and ultimately you can put a dollar in and get more than a dollar out and prove it to your organization.
0: You know, Taking a sidestep here really quick, just because you mentioned television. When you talk TV, are you talking traditional broadcast television or are you talking connected TV or a little bit of both?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. And, and we actually do offer connected TV through our audiences. Um, I'm a huge believer of connected TV. I, I've spent hundreds of millions of dollars in it in my career at this point. Um, I think when you get down to it, the, the problems you're solving with these things are a little different, right? Um, yeah, anybody can grow a brand by throwing hundreds of millions of dollars into television. That's just a fact, especially when you're, when you're young and just starting to grow. But if you have the ability to be more precise with your audiences everyone knows that a relevant message resonates better and tends to have a better ROI. So I'm speaking about television. When I say like in the pandemic switch, most people went to just pure reach, you know, throw as many dollars as you can at media, get in front of as many people with as much frequency as you can. And that's the solution to the problem that we have. Um, I'd argue that's a bit lazy and beyond that is, isn't efficient. Uh, so it, it can be done if you have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars as an advertiser, but is totally unrealistic for most folks. So I think CTV is absolutely a better route for most brands and even going, including CTV alongside other targeted efforts that are kind of media agnostic. You know, as far as I'm concerned, a media buyer shouldn't care the form the media takes. They should care if someone does what you ask them to do. And the great thing about, you know, data informed media, like, like what we do at ground truth is we'll serve on whatever device that person uses. And if they show up, they show up and you have proof they showed up, which is, uh, which is kind of the dream.
0: Exactly. Um, and Kind of going back to, you know, the, the two part question. The second part is, you know, looking ahead to 2023 and the fact that for whatever reason, you know, globally as a society, we can't seem to stop. We can't get enough of crisis, I guess. That's kind of where I'm going with it. You know, with a pending recession, what are the the challenges that you see for marketers that are ahead over the course of the next twelve months?
1: Yeah, I think I think when things get tough, you have to show your worth, and you have to the, the standards uh, with which you're held as far as performance in your organization become a lot tighter. There's no more room for for maybe. There's no more room for you know experiments that are moonshots. When you get down to it, you have to. Be very confident that your investments are going to result in, in something real in the business that, that ultimately lets you survive or grow when everyone else is struggling. You know, Every bit of research says that people who invest heavy during a recession tend to come out better on the back end and, and actually gain market share. So I believe the challenge here is making the argument that marketing matters during a really rough economic period. And to me, the evidence you need internally to do that is you need small wins. You need to show that you can drive traffic. You need to show that you can improve check. You need to show that you can improve frequency from your customer base and acquire new customers. If you can't show that internally and demonstrate that you are a force for good in your business when it actually comes to the PL, it becomes really, really hard for you to justify uh, your resources that you are at your disposal in your organization. So I think the biggest challenge is is matter in your org, and I think the way you do that is you buy media, at least a good portion of your budget in media that has a real impact that isn't an assumption.
0: And looking ahead five years, and bearing in mind, of course, that you know we'll hear this now, but nobody's mm-hmm. going to hold you to it in five years. Hopefully, um, what do you think of other platforms that are you know emerging? So, for example, the metaverse. You know, we know that you know mobiles here to stay connected TV is obviously here to stay. The metaverse is kind of this ill-defined thing that everybody's talking about, but it's still kind of sitting over there with a a lot of uh, confusion and wonder around it. How how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you've been around long enough, and I've been around long enough to see that every, uh, every area that emerges in marketing kind of evolves the same way. It starts as this nebulous thing that nobody really understands and, and, and you know brushes off you know like like social was in its early days like youtube was and and online video was in its early days like ctv was when it first launched you know everyone's view of it was well, this is this is something that's a fad and then what tends to happen is the best of it emerges and then once the best of it emerges brands then get involved and ruin it a little bit frankly but brands <laughs> then get involved so i think we haven't quite seen what the best of areas like the metaverse are um but I do think we have some hints right now. Uh, a good example is what we experienced during the pandemic. People are okay communicating remotely using technology. So that's an opening for it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, what TikTok and some of these other social platforms have talk- taught us is these, these small touches of of algorithmic content that actually are interesting and can capture you without needing like a follower base are are have potential and that's kind of what the metaverse is because you're kind of wandering around an area there's no like you know tribes or or followers or whatever so i think we the the best of it has yet to emerge and there'll be something that comes of it that's of value is facebook going to get back every nickel they put in i have no idea and it would and they're putting a lot of nickels in so i'm not sure <laughs> but at the end of the day Uh, we got to figure out what is viable in here and what actually adds value to consumers and ultimately can brands leverage to add to that experience instead of screw it up. Um, So I don't exactly know, but I, I love where things are headed and I love that they always change. The marketers who lament the good old days of, God knows what, you know, TV when it was all 30s or or you know 60s and and radio before it was Spotify and all this stuff to me that's that's a waste of time. If you're if you love marketing and you love communicating and you love building up brands that deserve to be built up, when your toolbox expands, you just get more excited. And I think that's exactly what the metaverse could do and a lot of these emerging technologies could do. We just have to figure out the best pieces of them that ultimately consumers care about and we can leverage.
0: Brandon, that may well be my favorite answer to that question yet that I've, that I've heard. I, I thank you for that. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thanks so much for taking time to be on the show. It was great. Happy to be here. Good to talk to you. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to visit www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts.